Here we go. At our church, Jesus is Lord. That single belief calls us together as a community and sends us into our world with hope and purpose. At our church, your past will never define your future. There's always redemption, which means there's always a brighter day. At our church, we don't think we're better than any other church out there. We're just doing our best to become our best. At our church, we want you to believe in God, but we also want you to know that God believes in you. We are not against people who don't attend church anywhere. Instead, we pursue them with love, the very same love that's pursuing us. At our church, we're learning to serve God with all our hearts, and we're learning to worship Him with all our lives. And if you're looking for the perfect church, we're not it. At our church, we will make mistakes, but we will choose to grow from them. At our church, we're part of a global community that's knit together by the resurrection of Jesus. And by the way, at our church, we believe that really happened too. At our church, we will engage with people who are in real need because we are the hands and the feet of Christ. And finally, we need you to hear this loud and clear. At our church, it's not really our church at all. It's His. And we live and move and breathe in His church for His glory and His fame, not ours. So here's the invitation. You're invited to jump in with your whole heart at your own pace and to experience the life that awaits you in Christ. Friends, this is going to be good. Welcome to our church. There we go. Now, do we start that again? Start the new year with a microphone not being on. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Bowie City Church. Good morning, First Christian Church. We're excited to be here today. And now that we've got the technology working and the microphones uh, are up and running, you can actually hear me uh, instead of just looking at me. The new year has come. Christmas has passed. As we prepare for the start of a, a new year, a new week, uh, schools getting back again. We want to take this time this morning to, to really just set aside an hour or so for the Lord. As we come together, as we prepare for worship, as we prepare our hearts, we're, we're still in this pandemic. We're, we're still working through this, this distance mode. And for many of us, it's, it's really difficult. We wish that we could be in church together. I wish that you could be in church together. Right now, there's myself and Jason Johnson and one of his, his daughters is with us as well. And that's it, into an empty church building. Pastor Dion is preaching this morning at another congregation and another empty church building. But through technology, we've been able to reach right into your home this morning. And so we hope that you can engage with us. We hope that you can engage with the worship. We hope you can engage with the word as we really just launch this new year and dedicate it to the Lord. 
I want to open us up in prayer, and then we're going to start with our, our first song of worship. Um, but I just got a, a message came through uh, on my, my cell phone just as I was about to begin here, uh, that a friend of, of ours um, is, is really quite ill with uh, COVID-19. And his wife is taking him to the hospital right now. So church, I want to ask you, um, you, you don't know him probably, um, but I want to ask you if you would just join us in prayer as we lift him and his family up to the Lord and ask that God would come and heal him. So let's, let's pray. Father, I thank you, God, that you are present here. Lord, that, that although there's only a couple of us in this building, God, but we're able to reach out into homes and houses all across, Lord, this nation and other nations, Lord. Father, I pray, God, that you would come and as we engage in worship, as we hear your word preached, Lord, that you would come and touch our hearts. Father, distance, physical distance is not a barrier to you. It doesn't stop you from moving. It doesn't stop you from uh, engaging with your people. So, Father, we ask that you would do that. And, Father, right now we just pray for, uh, for Chris, God, and his family, Lord, as, as they head up to the hospital, Lord. God, I pray that you would put your hand on, on his body right now, that you would touch his lungs, Lord, you would touch his body, God, you would bring complete healing, Father. Lord, that that when the doctors sort of see him, Lord, and, and begin to assess him, God, that they would just watch you heal him in front of them, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, that your kingdom would come in his life, in his family's life right now, God, as it is in heaven. So, Lord, we just give him over to you. Ask that you would be with him, Lord, be with his family, God, in Jesus' precious name. And, Father, as we just lift our hearts and worship, Lord, I pray, God, that you would come and that you would just be with each of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's worship.
They've made me feel like a prisoner They've made me feel set free They've made me feel like a criminal Made me feel like a king They've lifted my heart To places I've never been And they've dragged me down Back to where I began Words can build you up Words can break you down Start a fire in your heart Or put it out Let my words be life Let my words be Amen. Amen. You know, as I was preparing for today and preparing for uh, this series that we're going to teach, the, the little phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me, came to mind. And I, I, I thought about that and I was sort of thinking about that phrase. And, you know, I, I don't know when you first heard it or when you first used it. It might have been, you know, in recess when you know, some bigger kid, meaner kid, some kid that didn't know Jesus that came along and said something nasty to you or said something mean to you, and you retorted with that, because that's what, as parents, we had taught our kids to say. The sticks and stones may break our bones, but words will never hurt us. You know, in adulthood and as a parent with a couple of teenage girls, I'm realizing really quickly that, yes, sticks and stones may very well break your bones, but words will definitely hurt. That words can be incredibly damaging. And as Diana and I were praying and talking and thinking about the start of this new year and what we wanted to really lead with uh, for uh, both of our, uh, the churches here, we came across this idea of the power of words. Because the things that we say make a difference. And we want to make sure that the things that we say, the words that we use, bring life and don't bring death. Because words may never hurt me, that's not actually true. As I was researching and doing some preparation for this, I found a, a study by Maria Richter, uh, a neuroscientist. Uh, and I, I know I kind of can geek out on the science a little bit, but I'm not going to go too deep into it. But what she found was that whenever somebody is sort of hears or is, is spoken to or spoken about in terms of negative words, when they measured the brain activity of, of different people and said mean things about them, said mean things to them. What they saw was an increase in stress and anxiety. Actually measuring the brain and having someone speak something negative to you causes stress and anxiety. 
And that's not just in adults, it's also in children. And it can prolong that stress and that anxiety. And I thought, wow, you know, negative words, they really do harm us. And that's something that we need to consider as we move into this new year. And as they were thinking more about it, I thought, you know, I wonder how many of us have started 2021. And we're, we're trying to be positive. We're trying to look forward. But actually, we're still being held back by negative words. And not just negative words that were spoken to us last year in 2020, but negative words that have been spoken to us whenever maybe we were kids. Maybe whenever you were younger, a teacher, a parent, an older adult, maybe someone said something negative about you, that you would never amount to anything, that you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, You're never going to do anything with your life. Maybe now as an adult, you find yourself wrestling under the weight of those words. You find yourself wrestling under, what does this really mean? Well, through this month, we're going to talk about the power of words. We're going to talk about how to break the power of those words. We're going to talk about how to walk in freedom. We're going to talk about what God's word says about us. Dr. Andrew White and Robert Waldman, they wrote a book called Words Can Change Your Brain. And this is my last bit of science. I'll just get my science in here. I know you're like, isn't this supposed to be like church? Aren't we supposed to be talking about the Bible? Just bear with me. Because so many people today are so focused on science. And science is going to solve the problems. And so here's what these two scientists found out. In a book that they wrote called Words Can Change Your Brain, they found that Not just negative words have a negative impact, but positive words have a positive impact. So not only do we find that that when we speak something negative about someone or to someone that it can cause harm, speaking something positive about someone or to someone can actually make them feel better. Now, it's interesting that had both of these two scientific groups actually just sat down and opened up their Bible to Proverbs 18.21, they would have already seen this. Because God wrote there, the tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. You see, essentially what this is saying is that death and life are in the power of your tongue. That little tiny muscle inside your mouth right now has the ability to bring life or it has the ability to bring death. And if you need science to back that up, there's studies that have been done, lots of studies that have been done that talk about the power of words. But we don't want to just rely upon science because we know that the science is based on the word of God. Because God was the one that started this in the first place. Proverbs 12, 18 says this, The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. The words of the reckless pierce like swords. Now, thankfully, we haven't, or most of us, hopefully not anybody who's, 
watching this has had any real experience of being pierced by a sword. But I imagine it hurts a lot. I imagine it's pretty painful. And here in Proverbs, what we're told is the words of reckless people. So when we speak recklessly, when we just gossip, when we put out negative things about people, it pierces like a sword. But God always gives it the flip side. and says the tongue of the wise brings healing. You see, we have a dangerous weapon right inside our mouth. And as we start this new year, as we begin this new journey, and to be honest, we don't know what to expect. I, I found this, this New Year's Eve to be kind of an, an interesting sort of dynamic because, first of all, we're at home. We haven't been home just the, the four of us at home for New Year's Eve for a long time. Then it was not the same level of anticipation as there has been in other years. You know, this time last year, coming into 2020, it was like it's the start of a new decade, or it's maybe the start of a new decade, that whole dilemma that was going on. But people were looking forward. What, what's going to happen? What are we going to see? And this year, it's kind of like, uh, what are we going to get? It's a little different because 2020 was so hard. 2020 was so difficult. But I I need us to know that one thing that we can do as we step into this new year is to change and to be sure that when we use our tongue, when we use our words, that we're not reckless and piercing like a sword, but that we bring wisdom. We bring wisdom that brings healing. As I was thinking about this, it's interesting you get a a guy who grew up in in Belfast in Northern Ireland for a large part of his life to speak on words. And and I I thought about, you know, my accent, and I I found this sentence and, and this phrase, and it says, let our accent be the accent of God. We are to be imitators of God with every word that we speak. Let our accent be the accent of God. I never thought about God having an accent. And I've actually never thought about me having an accent. And I know that as you listen to to me speak, and there are certain things that that I say, and I say them in a different way than you say them. Well, actually, you say them in a different way than I say them is how it really is. Um, But that you all need need to figure out and learn how to to speak like I do. Um, I I realize that my youngest daughter and I, have this little bit of banter that goes back and forth, and, and she tries to mimic my accent. And I have Americanized my accent because I found when I was teaching that I told my class that if more than 50% of them looked confused, I assumed it was something that I said in terms of how I said it. If less than 50% of them were confused, I just assumed that they didn't understand the content. But how we say things is all important. I found this, <laughs> I, I did, this is just how I speak, and you can all make fun of it, my daughter does, you can join her, but we, we did an overnight trip in, in fifth grade with, uh, with one of my kids, and, and one of the activities at, down at, at Hard Bargain Farm, one of the activities down there was that you had to milk a cow, and you know, I, as I just said the word cow, you're going to what? Well, it's a cow, it, that's where milk comes from, okay, it comes from now, it doesn't come from giant, it comes from a cow. You got to milk the cow, you got to process the milk, and then you can sell it in the shelves. Well, 
the kids in her class and some of the parents had no idea what I was talking about until we were standing in front of a cow and then milking it. And so she has this whole thing that she tries to mimic that. She tries to, to poke fun at how I say the word cow, where I think that that's the right way to say it. You know, you all say cow, but that's just like too much. Ah. So let's just say cow. Just say cow. All right. Another thing that, that I found out that apparently I have an accent is when I'm preaching, I remember one of the first times I met Dione in a church that we were in together uh, years ago. And, and I, I said, open up to the book of Psalms. And he, he was sitting in the congregation. And he came to me after. He said, what, where were you preaching from? What were the verses from? I'm like, the book of Psalms. And he's like, first or second Samuel. I'm like, it's not Samuel. It's the book of Psalms, the big one in the middle that David wrote. And so we're going to be in the book of Psalms later on, so don't be looking for First or Second Samuel because there's nothing from that today. When we speak with an accent, when, when the words that we speak are framed in a certain way, maybe what if this year that accent was actually a heavenly accent? If people didn't come to us and say, oh, are, 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 you, from, are you from Australia, which I get asked, are you from the UK? But what if the accent that we use, the accent that impacts our words, brings life and brings heaven to where we are? See, wouldn't it be awesome if people would hear our accent, hear the words that we speak, and they'd be pointed and directed to God? That is how we should use our words. In the same breath, we can be told that we look great. You're looking good. I like what you're wearing. I saw that thing that you wrote. I saw that post that you made. I saw those photographs that you take. They look awesome. And we're encouraged by that. We almost see ourselves just sort of rise up with that encouragement. And then there are times whenever... We get the negative. Wow. You've put on weight. You've let yourself go. Did you really say that? I can't believe that you think that. How naive. How stupid. And when we hear those things, we literally just want to curl up on the sofa with a pint of ice cream and watch Netflix all day. Well, let's face it. That's what we do. Well, folks, God has shown us that words matter. Words matter. And so as we walk through this year, we're going to use words to bring life. As we we're closing out the, the, the new year in 2020, and I, I know that 2020 has different meanings for different people. It's been a, a really difficult year. I, I had a pretty good 2020 in the beginning. So in 2020, we talked about... Uh, Last week, being able to go to Nicaragua and build a house for a family. And then being able to, what we didn't tell you was that we were able to send over uh, some gifts so that uh, Maria Jose could have a, a piñata at her birthday party at the uh, end of December. So in some parts of 2020 for me were really good. But some parts of 2020 for other people were terrible. And I saw this meme, and it made me chuckle. And we're going to stick it up on the screen. And poor Will Smith, he... Didn't know he was going to be used for this, but it says, did you know that next year is 2020 
one. And next year is 2022. Now, when you hear those words, that one could be O-N-E, but when you see them written, that one is W-O-N. See, it's the power of words. When you use the right word in the right way, it carries incredible meaning. When you use the wrong words here, it also carries incredible meaning, but it's not meaning for life. It's meaning for death. It's meaning for pain. As we move forward, we're going to use the right words. We're going to use words that matter. We're going to use words that encourage. We're going to use words that build up. We have to think about who we're going to talk to. The first conversation that we are going to have, and uh, you may not believe me, but trust me, we're all going to do this. In fact, you've already had this conversation multiple times. You might have already had this conversation this morning. The first conversation, the first person that you talk to is yourself. We talk to ourselves. We speak to ourselves. We tell ourselves things that will either bring life or they'll bring death. Church, let's not bring death to ourselves. When you wake in the morning and you look in the mirror and you speak to yourself, speak words of life. The devil is already out there prowling around like a roaring lion looking for who he can devour. You don't need to start chewing on yourself. Start to speak life. Start to speak life. Start to look at yourself and say, hey, this year, it's going to be better. Last year may have been horrible. Last year may have been great. But this year coming, it's going to be better. One of our... our Members from Bowie City Church, uh, Jairus Boulding, talks about winning the day. And every morning, Jairus gets up and says, today I'm going to win. Today I'm going to win. And I don't know if Jairus wins every day because he doesn't put a tally chart at the end of the, every evening to say whether he won or not. But every morning, he wakes up and says, today I'm going to win. He doesn't wake up in the morning and say, today, yesterday I lost. Because that's going to set a different tone for how that next day is going to go. So maybe, church, we need to start each morning by saying, today I'm going to win. I'm a new creation in Christ right now today. His mercies are new every morning. Hey, it's morning. I get new mercies today. I'm not reliant upon the failures of yesterday. But God brings new mercies today. When we speak to ourselves, when we talk to ourselves and talk about ourselves to others, I want to encourage you to bring life. Proverbs eleven seventeen says this, Those who are kind benefit themselves, but the cruel bring ruin on themselves. So as you speak to others, as you are kind to others, you actually benefit yourself. But if you're cruel, you bring ruin on yourself. Proverbs sixteen twenty four says this, Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul, and healthy for the body. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul, and healthy for the body. Church, don't you want to be healthy? Don't you want to have a healthy body? Well, it's not just the calories that you eat. It's not just the food that you consume. 
You can actually begin to have a healthy body by changing the way that you speak, by controlling your tongue, by bringing kind words. So many of our New Year's resolutions, and we're not going to talk about those, but so many of our New Year's resolutions are often about us, changing us. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get fitter. I'm going to save more money. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. I want to encourage you to not focus on the negative, but speak positive. Look at the resolutions that you have made. Look at the things that you have said and speak life. Speak positive. Change them from being negative into what you will be what you will become. Psalm 103, verse 1. David's writing this psalm, and he says this. Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise His holy name. David's speaking to himself. Obviously, some situation has happened where he's under pressure, where it's not going according to plan. And he finds himself kind of falling into depression. And he sits down and he looks at himself. And he says to himself, praise the Lord, my soul. Other versions have, it says, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. We have to do that. We have to look and motivate ourselves sometimes. Come on, bless the Lord. Oh, but I can't. Why not? Bless the Lord. The same tongue that can be used to bring curse can be used to bring life. So it's going to bring blessing. So I'm going to open my mouth. I'm going to use my words. I'm going to speak to myself. I'm going to exhort myself to stand up, to rise up, and to say, bless the Lord, O my soul. I'm not looking at what has happened. I'm not looking at circumstances in front of me. I've raised my eyes up to the King of Kings. I'm telling myself that I will bless Him. I will praise Him because of what He has done for me. If you read the rest of that psalm, it talks about what God has done for David. Redeems his life from the pit. Set his feet on a rock. That is what your Lord, your Father has done for you. It's time for some of us to speak to ourselves. Say, bless the Lord, O my soul. 2021, I'm going to be a, a, a warrior for the King. I will tell myself every day to bless the Lord, O my soul. Because He is my rock and He is my shield. We need to put away our destructive words. We need to allow God's word to speak back to us. Philippians 4.13 is not going to be on the screen, but it, it talks about we can do all things through Him who strengthens us. In Jeremiah 29.11-13, God says this, says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me 
and find me when you seek me with all your heart. See, church, I think that some of us need to speak to ourselves because we've been a little half-hearted about this whole Christianity thing. We're not completely all in, are we? Some of us, we're actually quite happy that we don't have to get up and get dressed and go to church on Sunday mornings. God is calling you right now. In 2021, He's asking you to speak to yourself. To bring life and to speak life to yourself. Because He knows the plans that He has for you. And those plans are to prosper and not to harm you. God's saying, are you ready? Are you ready to come with me? Are you ready to seek me with all your heart? Because I have these plans ready to unfold in front of you. But you're too busy speaking negativity. I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I don't know enough scripture. I don't, I've never been good at this. God says, your ways are not my ways. Why don't you come and read my plans? Why don't you come and see what I have for you? Our words are either fertilizer or they're poison in our friendships and in our relationships. See, as we speak to ourselves, we then also will be engaged in conversation with others. We're going to be talking to other people. And they could be family members, friends. Some of us are going back to work. Some of our teachers are going to have their class back on, on Zoom tomorrow morning. And we want to speak life. We want to speak life. Our words can either be fertilizer or they can be poison. Now, when you look at fertilizer and you look at poison, you just look at the two piles of white powder on a table, they all look exactly the same. But one brings death and one brings life. Psalm 119, verse 103, says this. How sweet are your words to my taste. Sweeter than honey to my mouth. God's word is sweet to the taste. When you then share God's word with your friends and your family members and your colleagues, you bring them something sweet. When you bring words of encouragement, you bring them something sweet. You bring life. I don't know about you. I don't know if you're going into work in an office uh, complex or building or if you're working from home and it's just you and a camera and your computer. But I want to encourage us this week that in every conversation that we have, in every opportunity that the Lord provides us this week, that we figure out how to bring some sweetness. We figure out how to bring God's word in. Proverbs 16, 24 says this, The gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones.
the more that I read this and the more that I, I worked through Proverbs and, and some of uh, the writings there, I realized that the people there really liked honey. But then the reality is that it was probably the sweetest thing that they knew. They didn't have Splenda and all that other stuff. It's like, you wanted something sweet? You didn't go and get Cadbury's. You want something sweet? You got to go find honey. And then you got to try and get the honey away from the bees without getting stung. You had to work for it a little bit. Gracious words. You don't have to work to give someone gracious words. You don't have to work at all this week to be able in your interactions with each other and interactions with people to be gracious, to be generous in your words. But if God's word is true, when you do that, you're going to bring sweetness. You're going to bring sweetness into that relationship. I don't know about you, but I would much rather have sweetness in my relationships than to have sourness. But today we get to choose. We get to choose whether or not we bring that honeycomb in or whether we don't. When you don't like what's coming out of your mouth, ask God to show you what's in your heart. This might sting a little bit because it stung me. When you don't like what's coming out of your mouth, ask God to show you what's in your heart. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you've said something and instantly you have just regretted it. Instantly those words have left and you're like, where, where did that come from? What happened? Who's, what? And you can never get them back. You can never get them back in. I read, I read a story uh, this week of, um, I think it's a, an Indian uh, proverb. And uh, an older lady had been spreading gossip about a younger lady in their, in their village. And she had been caught. She had been found out that she was the one that was spreading the rumors. And so she was sent to the, the village elders. And not their village elders, but she was sent to the village that was the next village over. She went to the, the wise men, the village elders there, and she said, so what can I do? How can I, how can I really repent and say that I'm sorry for what I've done? And the village elders told her to go back home and to find a pillow that was filled with feathers and to open up that pillow full of feathers and to walk back to them. And as she walked back to them, she had to take handfuls of feathers and just scatter them along the road the whole way from her village to their village. And so the lady went back home. She found a, a feather pillow. She opened it up, and, and she wanted to make things right. So she starts walking back to the village, and she's scattering these, these feathers, and she's, you know, one handful after another. And she gets to the, the next village. She gets to the village elders, and the, the pillowcase is empty. And she said, I've done what you said. How How... How can I, how does that help me to take back everything that I've said? And the village elder said to her, the only way you can take back everything that you said is 
when you walk home is you pick up every feather. The lady dropped her head and she's like, how can I do that? The wind will have blown them and scattered them all over. How will I ever be able to find all of the feathers? And the wise man looked at her and said, you won't. It's the same with your words. When you carelessly speak out words that bring death, they scatter in the wind and you don't know where they go to. You don't know the impact that they make. You can never get them all back. When you don't like what's coming out of your mouth, ask God to show you what's in your heart. In Luke 6, verse 45, the very end of that passage, it says this, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. The New King James Version says this, and some of us may be more familiar with it, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. When you have negativity, when you have have condemnation, when you have accusations that are coming out of your mouth against other people, the Bible says it's because that's what's in your heart. As your heart overflows, it spills out your mouth. If your heart is full of mess and sin and death, then your words will bring death. But when God shows you what's in your heart, when Jesus stands beside you and says, hey, there's some unforgiveness in there. We've got to let some stuff go. Hey, I know that you've been hurt, but it's time to say you're forgiven. I know that you have pain, but it's time to let me carry that pain so that you can walk in freedom. I know that negative things have been said about you. I know that negative things have been said to you. But it's time for you to put those words on my shoulders. See, when Jesus hung on that cross, when he went to that cross, he died in our place. When Jesus was there, as he spoke his last words. He said, it is finished. It is accomplished. Jesus wants to stand beside you today and let you know that it can be accomplished in your life too. See, Isaiah says that by his stripes we're healed. By his wounds, we can be healed. You don't need to carry the wounds around anymore. You don't need to carry the words around anymore that have cut you so deep, that have stopped you from being all who God has called you to be. As we start this new year, allow God to come and search your heart. If we go back into the start of that uh, passage in Luke chapter 6, verse 43, it says, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. 
And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Church, I want to ask you this morning, what have you filled your heart with? What have you filled your heart with? Because as you put God's word in, as you pour in good things, then you fill your heart up with good. You fill your heart up with that sweetness, with that honey. And what comes from your mouth is encouragement. What comes from your mouth are words of love, words of exhortation, words that build people up. And I want you to know that as we talk about words, in Jesus' day, when the Bible was written, words were spoken primarily. The same thing applies to the words that you type. The same thing applies, the same principle applies to what you put online, what you post about yourself, about others. This year, God has given us an opportunity to bring His truth and His Word into the lives of everyone that we work with, everyone that we meet. And church, we don't want to miss that opportunity. I'll close with this. Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Read that again. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Church, if you're struggling or have struggled with the language that you use, 2021 is the time for you to say, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not letting those words out of my mouth anymore. You take control of your tongue. Oh, but it's just sad and fun. No, it's not. It means that you don't have a control over your tongue. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Don't pass on jokes that you shouldn't pass on. Don't say negative things that you shouldn't say. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And church, if that means for you right now that you need to be silent, be silent. If you cannot bring anything good forward, shh, stop talking. Allow God to come in to change your heart, to transform your heart, to set you free from whatever is binding you up, whatever pain and bitterness and resentment are causing death to come up. Ask God to come and forgive you. Ask God to come and set you free. Ask God to come. And to show you how much he loves you. Because as he fills you up with good, as he puts more and more of himself into you, then his good word is going to come out. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you are here with us, God. I thank you, God, that you, Lord, you're in control, God. But Father, you can give us the ability, the power to control our tongues. God, you give us the the ability and the power, God, to speak life, 
to bring life, to bring encouragement to one another. So Father, I pray, God, that, that that's what we would begin to do. Father, I pray that you would begin to put in our minds, God, a check that stops us when something negative is going to come out. God, begin to filter what we say. So that, Father, the, the words that bring death and destruction are held back. And the words that bring life are released. Father, as we start off this new year, God, I pray that you would work on our hearts. That you would fill our hearts, God, with your love. You would fill our hearts, God, with your spirit. God, that that would flow out of us. That people would know, God, there's something different about you. Yet, I'm not speaking death anymore. My words are not being used to cut people down or to make fun of people. I've chosen to use my words to bring life and to build others up. So, Father, I pray, God, pray, Lord, this morning that in all of our homes, God, where we sit, Lord, as we hear this message, God, that you would come and speak to us. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen. Um, normally in January, we, uh, in Bowie City Church, we take a, an evening at the end of January. I don't know where we're going to be able to do this uh, collectively, but we are trying to figure out a way that we can do this um, sort of virtually via Zoom. And, and we actually have a paint night. And uh, we get canvases and we get paint. And we, we ask people to take time in January to, to really pray and ask God if he's given you a word for this year. What has God spoken to you for this year? A lot of people will do that. You know, they'll think, really, I really, you know, God has given me the word grow. Okay, so I really want to look at how I can grow. What can I do that will encourage growth? And what can I do that, uh, or stop doing that seems to be limiting growth? And so we want you to be, be prayerfully considering what words or words God might have given you uh, for this year. Over these next couple of weeks in our, our series, uh, Pastor Dion and I are going to share some of the words that we believe God has given us. And what we want to do at the end of January, and we may end up doing this by Zoom, is we're going to end up getting canvases to as many people as we can, get paints, crayons, whatever it is, and to, to take an evening at, in, our, in our homes, connected through technology, where we can paint our words. And you're like, I am a horrible painter. You have, you have not seen the horrible paintings that I have. But I have hung them on our wall, and I'm reminded of the word that God has given me. And it looks terrible, but I know that, okay, that's a reminder. God, this is what you said to me. You didn't give me a gift to paint, but you're going to use me to accomplish whatever that word is. And so be mindful about that. Be uh, thinking about that uh, as we move uh, forward. We're going to give you more information about that as we get closer to the end of January. We're going to show a, a video quick video now on uh, offering. We are changing the way that, that uh, you can give. Uh, to both Bowie City Church and to uh, First Christian Church. And so take a moment, watch this video, get your cell phone. You will need your cell phone. Did you hear my cell phone going off in the middle of that? I have no idea what that was, uh, but my phone was buzzing away up here uh, on the pulpit. Hopefully it didn't distract you too much. But get your cell phone. You're going to need your cell phone in just a few minutes. 
Um, and then following that video, we're going to close our, our time together with a, a final worship song. Uh, again, thanks to Joe and Julie uh, for giving us um, just some great music to be able to worship with. I pray that you be blessed this week. I pray that God would challenge you in the words that you use and the things that you say, and that you would just allow him to work in your life. God bless. We'll see you next week. It's at this time in our service that normally we would take an offering plate like this one and we would pass it along the pews and we would collect our tithes and offerings. But we're unable to do that being in this virtual mode. But what we've done is we've set up an opportunity for you to give by a text message. So if you grab your cell phone and you're from Bowie City Church, what we want you to do is we want you to text the word GIVE to 301-970-4565. If you're from First Christian Church, we want you to text the word GIVE to 301-970-3646. You'll then be given some prompts, a link to click on. And if you follow those links, it will take you to what essentially is our, our web page giving page. And what we want you to do is to, to sign in, create an account, add your information, because then we can track your giving through the year uh, and provide you with a report at the end of the year. You only need to set up your account one time. After that, all you'll need to do on Sunday mornings when you come to, to, to worship to give your gifts, all you need to do is just text the number. So pick the, the number 20. You text 20 to one of those two numbers and $20 will be given to that church. So as we worship, as we close in worship now, just take this time to engage with God with your finances, to give back to Him what he's already given to you.